up to the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I thought this moment would have never arrived. I had to change suits, wear a different shirt. I'm teasing, sort of. God's good. I'll go right to the word of God. I love my bishop, and uh, I'm going to obey my bishop. Numbers uh, 17, verse 7 and 8. On the big Bible, it says, And Moses placed the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. Now it came to pass, verse 8, on the next day, everybody say the next day, that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, had produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. Very quickly, this, this message is going to be very similar to what we've heard. A spillover of what was just spoken. And, and in light of what we've been seeing, the devil wouldn't want this message to be preached. Because God is still a miracle worker. In, in light of what we see in front of us, he's still a miracle worker. And I'm just going to tell the devil, I'm not looking for a miracle. I'm looking for the miracle worker. I'm not going to get confused with the signs that, that should follow. I, I want the sign giver. Okay. Sorry. Got excited. You may be seated. Again, I'll go quick. I told him. I told uh, Prophet Massey, I'm like, man, I'm trying to do it different. Try not to have a bunch of notes. So I did a bunch of post-its. <laughs> and they're all in my Bible. And I was joking with somebody else. And I said, you know, it looks like a pop-up book. And I was just, <laughs> the manger scene was there. <laughs> I'll give you a quick setting of what we're seeing in, in verse, in chapter uh, 17. The chapters before have been preached many times. Uh, the setting is the, the wilderness of Paran or Paran. It doesn't matter. Comes from, it sounds like Paul ran. Comes from a Hebrew word, what dad did when the police chased him. <laughs> that was for my brother. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even look that word up. That's awesome. They had just moved. How do you be serious? It's crazy. They had just moved from the wilderness of Sinai. It's the first time the, the tabernacle had been taken up and moved to another place. Pastor Ruth talked about very exquisitely about what would happen and, uh, when the tabernacle had to be taken somewhere else. So this was the first move that they had, uh, the children of Israel had gone through. But the tabernacle had already been established. And God had given specific instructions regarding 
the purification of and, and access to his presence. You look at the previous chapters, Numbers 16, 1 through 40, uh, you see uh, Korah and Dathan and Abiram and On and his brother Off. Um, you just got to read the word, folks. You got to read between the lines. Okay, let's not add to the word. It was just On, okay? 250 leaders rebelled against Moses and Aaron and uh, we know the story. They, they died. Then you get Numbers 16, 41 through 50, going before chapter 17, and there's a plague that kills about 14,700 people. And then you get to this next set of scriptures. And so I want to go to Numbers 17, verse 1, and it, and it says this. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses. There's only one person that the Lord is speaking to for our body. And so I want to emphasize there, the Lord speaks to our bishop. Now he told Moses, verse 2, it's not money. I don't know what fell out of my pocket. Speak to the children of Israel and get them, or get from them a rod. Pastor Hildebrand talked about this rod from each of the father's house. Now the rod very intelligently means a stick, as Pastor Hildebrand pointed out. <laughs> and it represented, in, in this case, a, a natural symbol of authority as a tool used by the shepherd to correct and guide the flock. But it was really just a branch. Now the... Trivia question is, oh, shut up. <laughs> From what tree did Aaron take this branch? I try to look up to see if there was a specific type of branch that made a better rod, and I didn't find anything specific in it. But if you read the rest of this chapter, you'll find out that there's some almonds on that tree. So the rod also means a staff, a walking stick. Sometimes it was you know, in a, in a place where the, the person could lean on it and rest on it, something for support. But I like the definition stick. It's very simple. This stick is no longer connected to the life source, which is key in this, in this story. Because how can something not connected to a life source produce fruit? I want to get ahead. So all of the leaders, we keep reading, all their leaders, now these are leaders, according to their father's houses, 12 rods, right? Each man's name on his rod, verse 3. And think about it, what would people do now? I mean, they just saw a bunch of people die, and Moses just asked for them to give him some sticks. What would you do? Like, Moses, you take all the sticks you want, man. I, man. <laughs> And I know we joke about this a little bit, but there was a time when we were asked to give over a little bit of our authority to our bishop when there was something called COVID and it looked a little strange as to what was requested of us. And those who didn't give their authority 
We'll talk about them later. They're called rebels. It's in the word, though. I didn't make that up. Verse 3, very quickly. Man, she's, this is getting crazy. And, and you shall write Aaron's rod, Aaron's name on the rod of Levi, for there shall be one rod for the head of each father's house. Verse 4, then you shall place them in the tabernacle of meeting before before the testimony, which is the Ark of the Covenant, where I will meet with you. Now, verse 4, you got to place these dead branches in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And the Lord says, I will meet with you. To meet means to, to approach, to summon, to be gathered together in a specific location. It matters who is in the house. And it matters who is in the house. If you look at Matthew 18 and 20, let me go to my pop-up book. It should just pop right out. I think Pastor Brent, Brent, Brent mentioned this. Pastor Breath. What happens when you preach so much and your mouth is so dry and then there's water right in front of you? I see it. Matthew 18 and 20 says, for where two or three are gathered together, gathered together comes from the word synago, which means to come together. And it says, in my name. And whose name is that? Jesus. It says, there I am in the midst. I am among. It matters who's in the house. And it matters who's in this house. So as we continue in, in numbers, let's go to the next pop-up section. Verse five, it says this, and it shall be that the rod, the dead stick of the man whom I choose will blossom. Jesus is, well, the Lord's choice, is their Old Testament, all right, is always the best choice, the finest choice. And it says this, this stick, this dead stick is going to blossom, it's going to sprout, it's going to flourish, it's going it's to thrive. It's going to produce buds and flowers. Thus I will rid myself, and the Lord's talking to Moses still, I will rid myself of the complaints of the children of Israel, which they make against you. Verse 6 says, so Moses did just exactly as the Lord told him. Again, we have a man of God who's doing just exactly as the Lord is telling him. Moses spoke to the children of Israel. And each of their leaders gave him a dead stick. They gave him a rod apiece for each leader, according to their father's houses, 12 rods. And the rod of Aaron was among their rods. The key there is that these leaders obeyed. So before you can even see the miracle, 
there has to be a submission of authority in obedience. And Moses then does just exactly as the Lord tells him in verse 7. Moses places the rods, the dead sticks, before the Lord. He places this branch not connected to a life source in the presence of the Lord. What do you think is going to happen when something dead and dormant comes into the presence of the Lord? Man, I'm thirsty. Calm down, folks. My brother and I joke, it's like, you know, if you don't know what to say, tell him, raise your hands. But his is on his job. <laughs> oh, Lord. Verse 8. It said, now it came to pass on the next day. Again, say the next day. Then Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, this is our key verse, and had produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. An almond tree generally takes from five to 12 years to start producing almonds. And that's significant. Because there's promises that take, you know, some five or 12 years. And that's okay. But when it wills it, when God wills it, and when God decides to do his thing, it doesn't matter about my timing. It matters who's in this house. And it matters who's in this house. So from one day to the next, a tree that's supposed to take at least five years to blossom. A stinking little branch with no life source somehow comes into contact with the life source and produces fruit. In the presence of the almighty God, your dead and dormant spirit can be revived again. Pastor Brent preached about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's one way where our spirits are revived. But don't just stop at the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name. If there's marriages here in the presence of the Almighty God, they can come back together if there's problems. If you have mental anguish in your mind, God can take care of that in one moment's time. It just matters who's in this house, and it matters who's in this house. Hallelujah. He's still a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Hmm. Hallelujah. I need to start talking because I hear voices. I'm not sick. John 15, 5. We're, we're almost done. There's a song that I like. 
it's been stuck to me for, I don't know, eight months or so. God has just been uh, just impressing on me about miracles. But he's been resetting my thought process about it. That, I mean, I want to see those things. And when I talk to God honestly, I ask him, why, why don't I always see some things that I'd like to see? And I honestly, the Lord drew me to this passage, which is, stop looking for the miracle. Look for the miracle worker. And kind of felt rebuked, but I felt thankful at the same time because he didn't say it in front of you guys. <laughs> when Prophetess Massey would speak, oh, Lord, no, please not me. John 15, 5 says this. Let's talk about dead sticks. It says, yes, Lord. We're coming to a close. Very quickly, verse 5 says, I am the vine, and y'all are the dead sticks. It says, you are the branches. Now, here's the key. He who abides in me. Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm the great vine, and, and you're the, the fruit-bearing portion. If you abide in me, if you stay in me, if you remain in me, if you wait for me, if you continue in me, if you keep on in me, says, and I in him bears much fruit, brings forth, brings about, sustains, maintains much fruit. For without me, Wait, before I go there, much fruit means often, many times, over and over. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, besides me, apart from me, independent from me, separate from me, you can do nothing. And as Pastor Ruth said, it means no thing. It, Dead sticks in the presence of the Lord. How do you connect yourself to the vine? Ha. <laughs> Sorry, that was a preacher noise. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish with this, and, and you all may stand as I'm going to pass this off. Verse 10 says, we're going to skip 9, go to verse 10. It says, and the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign. Pastor Brent talked about a sign or a signet, a token, a mark. Against the rebels, I told you I didn't call them that, but it's true. Those rebels are those who are in a state of disobedience or opposition or resistant to one in authority. Church, if we want to see the miracles, if we want to see the miracles, you already know the key is to seek the miracle worker. 
But to seek the miracle worker means that, that I must just walk a little bit away from, from my own will and my own authority. And when something sounds a little bit strange, hermano Gallegos, when something sounds a little bit different, cuando el obispo nos dice, that's not God's will. When Bishop says that, that's not what I want for you. And it sounds just a little bit off. It's okay. All you need to do is say, you know what? You, you can have my authority, Bishop, because I know you're listening to God. I know you're hearing from the word from God. And those words are direct words for me. And for me to see the promises in my life, I have to give my authority over and say, you know what? I don't need it. Bishop, you take it. It's in good hands. It's in a shepherd's hand. You're going to take care of me. But when the signs come and the healings are going to happen and they are happening, I know we're hurting as a body. That's God's timing. That's his doing. The loss, that's, on, that's the Lord. He gets to do that. But that doesn't mean we stop talking about what God can do and will do with his body. Even more so, these miracles we will see. The word of God says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. Come on, folks. We all believe, or at least most of us do. And if you don't, you can join in. But the signs will follow. The signs are going to follow them that believe. We don't got to go looking for something. We don't got to do a makeshift miracle. We don't have to have lights and smoke and, and anything else to attract people. All we need to do is present them to the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Let's give God.